everybody. We are back for another exciting week here at Megasheen. Yes, we are. The podcast where you can get your gay and geek news from a black perspective. I'm Nick. And I'm Victor. And this is our San Diego Comic-Con wrap-up. And there is so much to talk about. So, Victor, I know you was in the thick of things. So, in one word, how was the weekend? Fabulous. (laughs) (laughs) It was fabulous. It was great. It was exciting. You know, really fun. A lot of people. Um, But I got to meet a lot of, you know, a lot of great people. A lot of our Twitter family. Um, it was good to see, you know, Valerie Complex, got to see Kayla, got to see Katisha Kent, um, just kind of hang out with everybody, and, you know, have some fun, have a little bit of drinks, you know, just all the, the good things. Well, that's good. While you was over there lavishing it up down at Comic-Con, <laughs> I was in the house with no lights on oh. because Mother Nature wants to be a big power like a but, you know, I didn't die, so <laughs> I guess that's okay. Yeah, I guess that's that's a good thing. Yeah, that, that's, that's a good thing. Good so thing. let's go ahead and jump on in board because, like I said, we got a lot to talk about. And let's start off with the panels that you were on. Okay. Well, uh, I was on um, a panel that I helped create was um the black and queer in popular media and this is our second year doing it. Um this time I was actually running running it completely. So um I was doing this um with Cahoots of Prism Comics. They were hosting it. Um and so therefore um it was a great conversation. I had Elliot Sutter, I had Valerie Complex, uh, uh, Juan Mance and William Um o. Tyler. These are creative people within the geek field. Um, for example, William is a comic book artist. Um, he draws his, he draws his own comic. Alon is, a, she also draws her own comic. Um, Elliot is, um, uh, she's part, you know, in the day she's a lawyer at night. She is very passionate about comics and vampires and things like that. And then Valley Complex, where everybody knows is a writer and film critic and a provocateur on, tw- on Twitter. <laughs> um, we had a great conversation about, just you know our presence in the overall um overall um genre and just how wonderful it is to be a part of you know just this genre but also what we like to see and things we like to do had a great conversation i love that the crowd began to slowly come in as we were really getting into it uh we did have a question where a, a white person asked how do we how do they talk to us elliot gave a great uh <laughs> answer to that um, and the neat thing about this is we will have video of this. So we're working on getting video out there and I will post it so you can see for yourself. And that was neat. And then the next one I was on was Queer Fear, where we talk about queer presence in horror movies. Um, and I was on there with a couple of filmmakers, um, Michael Verratti, who also does the um, um, Queer for Filth, or not Queer for Filth, but it's a, it's a, it's a horror podcast from a queer queer perspective there. Um, and so we talked a little bit about our influences and what we like about that, what's our favorite scary movies. Um, and that was fun too. Uh, I met a lot of people 
from all different backgrounds in that particular one. And I also met people who knew who we were. Um, it was funny when they mentioned Megasheen, people clapped and I was like, what? Um, so they knew, they knew about us. Hey. <laughs> yeah. So <laughs> that was fun. Um, and I mentioned, um, how people should know about us. I think somebody tweeted about that. Cause when I, what I said about they, they need to know about Megasheen and someone said, yes, they do need to know about Megasheen. Um, so that it was really good. Um, it was crazy to be on the panel because, you know, when apparently when you're on a panel at Comic-Con, you made it. And I was like, really? Um, but um, I was like, no, this was really fun. I love the interaction we had with people. And um, I got to meet Hector. Hector is a longtime listener. Um, and he came up and talked about how Megashin gets him through the day. Like, he's like, it gets me through the day. I have... I'm struggling with jobs and everything in my life, but when I listen to Megasheen, I love hearing what you have to say. He mentioned you because he talked about how he loves hearing your perspective of how like what what is pride like in a smaller southern town, um, and you know all about the about the queens and the balls, not the balls, but kind of the court and what does that mean and drag. He said he loves your perspective on that. So it was nice to actually hear somebody come up and talk about Megasheen. Like, I want to tell you why I like it, why I listen to it. And I was like, oh my God. I was like, that is so like neat <laughs> to have somebody literally come oh, up and talk about man. us like that. So that was amazing. It was amazing. Shout out to you, Hector. <laughs> listening and especially when i'm on my bullshit because oftentimes i be on said bullshit no he he enjoys he he likes he says that gives him peace of mind we give him peace of mind Oh, look at us. We're and that's, be some therapists. I know. I'm like, wow. I mean, it was just nice. And then I also hear from, and it was neat because there were other queer um, black people and people of color. Hector, I think, is, is Latinx. But everybody else, somebody mentioned to me, it's like, yeah, listen to y'all. And I like your perspective because it's real and raw. I was like, okay. <laughs> okay. Well, oftentimes we like it raw, but, you know, <laughs> so, we're not getting into uh, all that. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> but no, it's funny, but it made me realize that we will have we will have a presence at Comic Con, and I think that that's something that something I may be looking into creating because I think we might need to have a panel about queer po- queer geek podcast, and everybody who does one on a panel talk about our experiences. So that is in the works because I already told Prism that I said this is what I would like to do. This is my next project, and. I either want it for WonderCon or Comic-Con or both. So, and it's tricky because when you, you have to be mindful that you don't want to always, but when you are submitting for panels, you are, you have to be mindful of how you do it because you don't want to be like, bitch, we got 12 panels. You <laughs> you got to be like open to like, you have to submit the ones you, that you really are passionate about because you don't want to be greedy and take away from everybody. So. Exactly. So, Yeah. So that was my experience with that. But overall, I had a great time. Um, really neat. Um, just really neat time. Just really neat time. Well, that's good to hear. Mm-hmm. So let's get into these trailers because there was a lot that dropped. Um, let's start out with the Titans trailer. Mm. So what were your initial reactions to it? Um, um, so it was just a little dark to me and, you know, the Titans, 
for this generation, they grew up with the cartoon. Cartoons ne- had never been dark. But for those who, I grew up with the comic book. So therefore, the comic book had, has dark moments. But that was not really the thing about it. And I, I wasn't a fan of Raven, the look of Raven. Because I feel like Raven was a little more colorful um, in the comic. She wasn't, in the comic, she's not, she's not goth. She's very, she's just even kill. And she wears like the Indian garbs. Um, she's not Indian, but she wears a lot of Indian garbs in the comic. So she wears the wraps and everything. So she's not really that dark person. But they, I hate that they have really focused on her being goth. And I guess that's because of the cartoon. The Robin piece, I'm really, I think about Robin and Batman's relationship. Um, again, I'm basing this from the comics. They've had their moments, but not to a point where he says where he says "f Batman." I'm like, okay, that is more Jason Todd, because um, Jason Todd feels that way because he died and he got to come back, and he's he was a little bothered, you know, by the fact that he could never live up to Robin, but he was kind of replaced by another person after he died. So that's one thing, and uh, I don't want to. Talk down. I'm not talking down the actress Anna Diop, or how you pronounce her name, but the Starfire. That I don't. Yeah, really, like it's not her fault. It's not her fault, and, and you know, and, and you trolls who went after her. I, I'm not gonna say I get it. You can go after that look, but not the actress herself. But the look they gave her, it was just. I couldn't help but think about Hol- uh, um, Holiday Heart. I couldn't think what to think. Yeah. <laughs> it's like, if she's like, I don't understand why they have her looking like a hooker that just got finished with a John. Like, there has to be something with the story that yeah. makes her look the way she looks. Because she looks terrible. And she look, she has that shake-and-go wig that looks like it has crunch to it. Did you say it looked like the crush on you wig? It did. <laughs> And see, this is my struggle because apartment was thinking, okay, we know that uh, Corey is a model. In the comics, she's a model. So this could have been she was modeling something. Um, and that's why I was trying to, like, I was, you know me. I'm always trying to give the benefit of that. So maybe she was modeling and something happened. Um, maybe that's a wig and that's not her real hair. Maybe she's in disguise because she's an alien. You know what I mean? Like, it's like maybe that's her look and that's not her real look. Because she's trying to look like she's human. And I'm like, that's what I'm going to go with. Because maybe this is, maybe she saw something thinking, oh, I need to dress like this. Maybe. But then. That's uh, a lot of benefit of the doubt. That's true. But somebody said, well, if that's the case, then why was her wig glowing? I was like, stop. I was like, stop. I said, I don't know. I don't. I don't know. And I'm a little confused of, they're trying to. They're trying to help Raven, kind of. That's what it's about. But then Raven and Robin has a connection. And in the comics, she briefly fell for Robin, which I was like, that could happen in this. But overall, I just felt like it was just too dark. And I didn't really enjoy. I didn't enjoy it. It was just too many things in it that just kind of took me out. I don't want it to be too dark just for the sake of being dark. You know, I always say that DC hands down, has the better story storylines than Marvel. Mm-hmm. However, like I said, I don't want it just to be this brooding 
dark theories just because they can do it. I mean, it has to it has to have some kind of meaning. And I kind of liked when Robin said "fuck Batman" because mm-hmm. how many times has Batman did some stupid shit and some shady shit? That's true. So I'm I'm hopeful that it will all be okay. Um, I didn't like how Raven was portrayed like you. I didn't feel that she was... I don't know what they're trying to play her role as. As if she's scared of herself or scared of her father. Mm-hmm. I want her to be more confident in, in herself. Yes, so we- hopefully that's something that that comes along. That's true because Raven in the comics, she was trained from a child to manage her powers. She's an empath. So she was trained to manage that through Azar. And Azar helped her figure out how to manage herself. And then when Trigon came for her, she almost felt true to it, but she knew that she had to leave Azrath to go and figure out who she was. So for her to come off this way was like mm, she's not really that way she left her her safe her safe home in order in order to figure out who she was and everything else and so i just hate that they make her so dark because i I'm, I'm gonna go back with the classic raven who yeah she cries um there was part where she, they showed her where she cries and she's kind of wise in a way of almost leading the team but she's not the team leader but I, 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 I missed that classic Raven. And so what I saw was just like, okay, whatever. I guess you want to make some drama with it. Because I don't know if y'all remember, they were going to make Raven a TV series in CW a few years ago. So I wonder if they're taking some of those elements from that and putting it in this show. Girl, maybe. I don't know. <laughs> I know that it's going to premiere on DC streaming service um, here whenever that is. I don't remember seeing a release date for their streaming service, but I know uh, what the annual membership is, $73, $74, and monthly is $7.99, so basically about the price of Netflix, Mm -hmm. something like that. Another show that's set to premiere on the DC streaming service is the Young Justice trailer. Mm-hmm. Did you catch that? I caught a little bit of that. I, I saw it as in passing in the, in the WB booth. And the CW now, in the, Oops, in the DC booth too. Now, Young Justice, I wasn't checking for Young Justice for a long time. And then I finally got around to watching it when it was on, well, I believe, Netflix. Mm-hmm. And that was one of the best. DC animated shows I've ever seen. Yeah. Because it's like the ending of that series, I was in tears. It was so good. And it basically picked right back up from where it left off. And you see a lot of lot more uh, DC characters, uh, Justice League characters. So I'm interested in what they see what, what what's going on in this new series um a lot all of the returning voice actors have came back and so i'm i might buy the ser- the streaming service just off of the young justice trailer yeah because it was so damn good yeah it did look really good i'm not a big fan of the costumes but i'm i was i'm enjoying it i'm interested to see what this 13 is about um one of the characters 
Um, Halo has been a long-time character of the uh, of the Outsiders. I want Looker, but hey, you can... Everybody's going to get what they want. So that's fine. Um, but yeah, I am very, I'm very curious to see where this goes. I know that was a nice uh, sneak peek into what... And they were showing sneak peeks too. So it's going to be very fascinating to see. Um, as well as... Um, to see where they go with the streaming service, because they, they they advertised the hell out of it while we were there. It covered a whole building actually, and so uh, I I think they're gonna have mostly all of the DC movies, all of the superhero movies ever made, like the classic Superman movies and shows. I think they're gonna have the Wonder Woman series on there, um, Lois and Clark. They're gonna have pretty much all the Smallville, all that stuff that ever been made. Um, there was rumors that even some of the they may show pilots of shows that never got off the ground. Like there was a pilot for Aquaman uh, TV show, um, and so they, we're gonna see how this works. But if they have some things like Young Justice, that could work. Titans, they're gonna have to give us a new trailer <laughs> to kind of to convince me. I will say to to pay attention to it. Yeah, I'm gonna need some more footage. Mm-hmm. Definitely. Let's see. Well, let's let's get into the Aquaman trailer since we're doing all the trailers. Uh, so that came out Friday. Was it Friday or Saturday? It came out, uh, and you know I actually liked it because you know we've been talking about Aquaman and how we've been like we don't know how it's gonna be, but it came out, and I thought it was cute. I thought it was cute. I like. Yeah, his, I did too. I like that his dad is Polynesian. Um, actually, I found out that. Jason Momoa went and asked the, that particular actor who plays, I think, Bobo Fett's father in the Star Wars movies. He went and asked him to play his father. And I was like, good. Because it's very white if... <laughs> it would have been too much white if that was not the case. Yes. Um, it was very colorful. Mm-hmm. It wasn't typically a DC movie. Because you know how they get those those kind of landscapes... And those color palettes yeah. that you can just say one image. It's like, oh, it's a DC movie. Yeah. Um, I'm interested to see how Black Mana plays a role in this. Because I always found Black Mana to be a very scary villain. Mm-hmm. Um, he reminds me of like a um, an updated version of a beast science fiction villain yeah um so i'm interested to see how he plays along in the story uh the set pieces the cgi look great um we'll see you know like we usually say when on trailers we'll see but i am more optimistic now that i have something to watch versus three or four months ago yeah and you know i i I, even i will I'm gonna, I'm gonna go past Maris' wig because it was super red, and I was like, "Not okay. red. That was red as fuck, girl." It was, but I probably was thinking maybe because you know they live underwater. Maybe it's that look. Who knows? Um, but I do like the fact that when we did see clips of um, Aquaman when he was young, he looks very. He clearly looks Polynesian, and I like that they kept that element there. I just think that that's very important that they do that because you know in the past. 
And, the, and I think about Rock and Vin Diesel. They've been doing better with that. But, you know, at some point they always had like a, a white wife or something. But now they've been making sure their kids look like they're mixed or whatever in these movies. I like that, you know, you kind of see a little bit of Aquaman will show some of his adoptive family. Well, not his adoptive family, his his father's family. You will see a lot of that. Um, and like you, I want to see what they're going to do with Black Manta. Um, now, apparently on the Internet, there was some arguments about Aquaman was trying to copy Black Panther and I, I didn't see those arguments but I heard people were bringing that up how? somebody said because he um, Black Panther crosses his arms I'm like y'all need to let this cross arm stuff go people been superheroes been crossing their arms like that Wonder Woman's been doing that we had to prove that remember we had to like say well you go back to the TV show in the 70s she that's how she would she the ads were her crossing her arms but that was one of the arguments, and also saying that Atlantis looks like uh, Wakanda. It's like, no, the, the fuck it does like, not. No, it doesn't. It if y'all don't find some business. But they were looking. For, they were trying to say stuff. But I, you know, I, I'm. I think this could be something. It looks fun. Um, you know, Aquaman has never really been kind of a wahoo person, but it seems like this is who Jason Mom Jason Mama is making him more of a you know, yeah, type of person, that's fine. You know, Jason can do whatever he needs to do. You know, but anyway, um, that's fine. And I think I'll, I'm going to be into it. He's going to have a different costume. Um, in fact, I think he's going to have two different costumes in this movie, so. Um, yeah. Yeah, I'm, um, like I said, I'm op- optimistic about it. Uh, I know the director, James Wan, uh, he's, he did The Conjuring mm-hmm. and Insidious. Mm-hmm. Which are good, and uh, it's in Patrick Wilson is supposed to be in Aquaman. Yeah. He's supposed to be uh Aquaman's brother. Yes, Arm. Okay, yeah, Arm. And he looked, uh, yeah, and he was there. He looked, he was wearing some white pants. This man. Oh Lord. Lord he was, <laughs> no, he mm, he looks good too. It was a good looking cast because they they all came out. Um, they were a very good looking cast. Um, so it was very neat to see them. Um, but yeah, it's going to be interesting to see Patrick because Patrick, he's, he's, he's very handsome. So, you know, I would love to see him as this villain. He's played a villain before, um, but we'll see him, how he will go. And again, Black Manta, I think that's going to be the one to watch. Yes. Moving on. What else do we have? Oh, the Shazam trailer. Yes. So this came out, um, I think the day before, uh, the days are all mixed up to me at this point, but this, this came out and it was interesting cause this is Billy Baxter. This is how he got his start. And I, and I, I liked the kind of the insight to who he was, but I like that they're going with kind of the updated version of how Shazam became, how Billy became Shazam. And, um, I liked the trailer. It was kind of neat, but it made me think of big with superpowers though. That's a good analogy. I heard somebody say this is a uh, DC's response or their version of Ant-Man. Hmm. Like kind of lighthearted, yeah. not taking itself too seriously. Cause mm. you know, oftentimes a lot of these superhero movies do take themselves way too seriously. Yeah. Uh, the guy that plays Shazam, uh, he's cute. Yeah. He's, he's dorky. Yeah. He was really cute. Um, at the, when when they announced it, when he came out on stage, um, um, Aisha Tyler was kind of hosting the 
a lot of that. So um, he was really key. He came out there. He's hyping the crowd up. You know, I think that was a good choice to pick him because um, he's not all over the place. Um, and the interesting thing is, I think The Rock was supposed to play the Black Adam, and they did not even, we didn't see him. Yeah, I was, okay, so the Black Adam is supposed to be Middle Eastern. Yes. I would have liked if they gotten a Middle Eastern actor to play Black Adam. Yeah. Maybe like a, um, an unknown. Yeah. But I guess I'll settle for The Rock. <laughs> I mean. Yeah. And then, it's not like he's not busy. True. And he's still getting those checks, but I think, you know, after the way Skyscraper went down this past weekend, they might be cooling off. Like, okay, everybody want, maybe that might be the reason. I don't know. But, I, um, but you know, I, I like that they didn't show him. I like they kind of focused more on that lightheartedness of who um, Captain that Captain Marvel is. Um so, you know, I'm excited to see what this is going to look like. They used the same kid, his friend who had the arm brace uh, from It. So if you remember, <laughs> he was the character. He was the one who um, has the placebos. He called them placebos because his mother made him believe that he's sick and he's not. But he's in there. So they kind of keep it in, in the WB family. But um, if y'all read the comic, they know that the other members... Who become who get the powers are very are, are from mixed race, so that's going to be very neat too. So I hope they kind of go that route if they continue on with that series. And I'm interested to see what they do with Shazam. Yeah, yeah. So I feel like this was I I made the statement and I'll probably end up taking it back. I said Wonder Woman eighty four is probably the only saving grace, but it seems like they, these these three movies could be what moves them in the, in a different direction. Right, hopefully. Yes, but 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 here's the other T. There was no talk, barely any talk about the Joker movie, and barely and really no talk about Birds of Prey, or anything else. So that was kind of interesting. They was really focusing more. Now we we did mention, I think it was last week about Birds of Prey, who they who are the members who will be joining it, but they really didn't get into anything more about that. They just focused on these particular three movies. They're probably still trying to get like all the actual actors and whatnot. So I'm, I'm not too pressed about it. Mm-hmm. They'll announce it when I announce it, and still I'll probably be giving them the side eye until I see like an actual trailer. Yeah, <laughs> I'm gonna be doing that. Yeah, that that look that um, if y'all remember watching Friday and it was what you call it's mama when she was like looking at him and she was putting the phone back up to her ear, but the way she was doing it, that's how I'm gonna be looking at it. Like, I'm going to be like, mm, let me just look this up and down. I'm going to have to make a gif of that. But, yeah, it's just like, mm, we'll see. And it wasn't a trailer, um, but they had a, a, some footage of Wonder Woman 84. Um, in this footage, she was saving a kid at the mall. And then in another part, we see her running. Now, um, they you can't film anything at Hall H. But, you know, some people did. And so some leaks of pics are already out. Um, but what I can say, and actually I got to see, I got to see it, and I shouldn't even say that much, so I'm gonna leave that part alone. But uh, <laughs> but you, her her costume is very colorful, um, which I'm happy. Again, this is very colorful too. I feel like after Thor Ragnarok and the criticism they received, they kind of took a page from that, and it's very colorful. Um, right. 
this movie, Wonder Woman 84, as Patty Jenkins said, is not, it's just another part. It's not like a sequel. It's like another part of her life. And this is what happened, you know, 40 something years later in her life. And, um, which I was like, okay. And they kept hush about why Steve is back. Um, and they should have kept hush about, I wasn't a fan of his outfit. Now, yeah, if y'all saw his orange shirt or his outfit. Hair, though. Yeah, but he was cute though. Like when we saw him walking, I was like, okay, but this this these colors. But um, I was like, okay, but um, it was kind of neat, you know, just to hear about how they are. There's a lot that they have to reveal about this movie. And I like that they kept the cheetah hidden from us, so we won't see the cheetah. Now the rumor is, we're not gonna see a trailer until November. I'm okay with that. I am too. Like, I don't need them to rush it. True. Now, the rumor is it's either October or November. That's a rumor, so don't hold me to it. But that's when we may see a trailer of this movie. Um, again, this is what I believe is keeping the lights on over there. So they, they're probably going to take the time to make sure this is going to be right. I mean, it's not like they're doing anything else. I mean, what, are they doing <laughs> another Batman movie? <sighs> well... No, and I'm glad that wasn't talked about either. Because I think what people, what I was getting from fans and people is they, they don't want any more of these people. They want something different and new. And I think, you know, taking from what Marvel did, Marvel's like, we know y'all like these people, but there's other people. So you remember they took the time to kind of focus on Guardians of the Galaxy and Ant-Man and other characters that we just don't focus on that much. So this is probably their time to focus on these particular ones. Because right. they kind of burned out on the Supermans and Batmans and all that. I think this is good. So, But what we did notice is they they talk about the Harlequin cartoon. And I love that fans got to a place where it was like, yeah, but what about, why doesn't Wonder Woman have any type of animated? You gave her one animated movie and we ain't heard nothing else since. But you about to give Harlequin a whole ass series. And I was like, yeah, that's a good point, y'all. Like, come on. All the stories you can tell. Uh, there was something that was uh, on the timeline. Yes, what was it? Today. Uh, a friend of the show, Jermaine by Design, he mentioned that a Martian Manhunter wasn't severely underrated. And I would like to see, like, an origin story of him. Mm-hmm. Because we... I only know of Martian Manhunter from Justice League. You know, I that he did go into his background as far as why his world was attacked and how he's the only one, you know, yada, 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 this, that, and third. But I would like to see, like, his life prior to him having to leave... Mars. I think that would be very good. Yes, I think that would, yeah, you're right, and that's a good point. Jermaine is right. There's a lot of history with Martian Manhunter, and um, I love that when he decided to go human, he decided to be a black man. And um, also in the Supergirl series, TV series, he's there, and he is played by a black man. So um, it would be nice if we ever got a chance to do it, because he's a very interesting character, and if you Think about it, you know, Marvel I went there with, you know, aliens and Martians and all that stuff. And then was Doctor Strange. So, yeah, we can go. We could go DC Dark. I mean, Justice Lee Dark. We could go Martian Manhunter. This is an avenue they need to explore. Yeah, 
and Martian Manhunter is a fascinating character. He's a little bit like Vision. Like you know, you can, you he can phase through people. He can do that whole stuff like Vision too. So there's things about him it would be neat to see if we can see it. That would be a good fight. <laughs> yeah, it would be because they both they 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 have the same minds mindset. Um. So yeah, and again, there's a lot of interesting history with Martian Manhunter. He was Bloodwind. He was a secretly another character at one point. So there's a lot that I would say if they will, if they will get into it, that would be great. Right. Let's see what else we got. Oh, let's talk. Let's talk about the Buffy reboot. <laughs> Girl. So, so this this was slipped under the door while we were at Comic Con, and it came out that yes. Because, you know, there's always been talk about a reboot of Buffy. And a few years ago, they was going to do it, but it wasn't going to be under the tutelage of Joss Whedon. And, you know, Joss said no. The people who worked on the show was like, mm, no fans of it. Um, um, uh, David Boreanaz um, said it would be a mistake. <laughs> you know, so it was kind of shot down. And Fox at the time said, we won't do it unless Joss approves. Joss has approved. But this is what he approved of. So he's not going to be big into it as he used to be. He's going to be kind of the executive producer. But they have brought out Monica Bean, Breen, who has worked on shows in the past, including Midnight Texas. Um, she's done some other stuff, too. Um, and so she's going to be the writer, executive producer, and the series showrunner. Now, what they're doing here is making Buffy black. And that has spawned off all types of think pieces and opinions. Many people think that, you know, this is cheating a black character because you're building her from a white perspective. Um, and then some people are like, no, we're happy because, you know, this is, we have a black character playing her. There's been black slayers in the show before, but out of the three, two of them died. Uh <laughs> And um, it's interesting to hear about this because I, you know, I've been, I'm a fan of Buffy. I love the series. I love it so much. I wasn't upset they're going to make her black because we only got a skeleton of what this is going to be. We have no idea what this, we don't know that much about it. Um, it's going to build up on that universe. Because some people say, are you going to build it up from this universe or that perspective? I'm like, they could build it up from a universe that we haven't really thought about. It's, it's coming from the original universe, but there's other types of demons and things. And what I loved about the show was they they built it up. They built up their demonology from scratch. It wasn't like Supernatural where they were <laughs> pulling like from the Bible. This is stuff they built from scratch. The demons they came up with was based off of ketchup and mustard. Like they'll take the word ketchup and mustard, combine it and make that's the new demon of the week. Like stuff like that. Like they would plan right. stuff out. So I'm like, I, I'm open to it because again, Monica is a great writer. She knows the genre. Joss Whedon, any way that you feel about him, he really cultivated this well. Um, I'm open to it. I'm not gonna, I'm not gonna shoot it down. Would I want this to be a, a, a different name, a different character? Sure, but because it's so much in the, in the development stage, who knows what will be the final project? I only, I never watched the series. Mm -hmm. The only Buffy 
thing that I did watch was the movie with Chrissy Swanson way back in the early 90s. (laughs) And I love that movie. And I was so pissed that the black girl, that the sister got killed. Mm -hmm. So that had me feeling a way about it. So I guess that's why I didn't watch Buffy because the sister had already died in the movie. And I know Mm -hmm. good and damn well that she wasn't going to survive in the uh, series. I don't... Maybe they could have not... And, and again, like you said, this is still in early development. Maybe they could have used like a different character that assumes the role of quote unquote Buffy, yeah, the the vampire slayer. Um, I don't know. I really don't. And see, here's the tea. It could be how. Let's think about. We'll talk about the gifted. But how the gifted plays on our on the, our some of our favorite characters from the X Men universe. This could be something to where it's like Buffy was there. She's not there. This person decides to take on that name, you know, to represent the Buffy, and because she's not there, you know, the same way as the X Men are not really there. So these this new group is trying to act as them or whatever. Um, who knows? Everything is still up in the air. They could like they could like take the feedback they've seen, and decide to be like, okay, well we'll change it to something else or call it not legacies because there's already a show called Legacies, but kind of you know get into it where they talk about um, what this new Buffy would be. But I think it's exciting that we have a black showrunner. Um, and someone said, well, um, no conf- no Confederate had black showrunners too to a degree. I was like, yeah. Uh, no, Confederate had black showrunners and writers, but I was like, um, true, but this is not as offensive <laughs> as Confederate would have been. Right. So, you know, I'm open to it because we don't, we don't, we don't have many supernatural things that have black characters in the lead. So that's why I'm giving benefit of the doubt. I was like, let's just see what it is. This is, it's not a white person who married a black person writing it. This is a black person <laughs> doing it. So... Let's just see how this goes. You know, I, I, I mean, I, I, I hear a lot of you because a lot of you are friends of the show who have written articles and think pieces about this. But I, I'm willing to hear it out and see what Monica is going to do with it. Yeah, um, I will give her the benefit of the doubt, especially because she follows me on Twitter. So, you know, whatever. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah, um, we'll see. Mm-hmm. We'll see. Let's see what else. Oh, and you mentioned you mentioned this in the gifted, because you love the show. I do like the show, and it's very unexpected considering that uh, Brian Singer's messy ass was the executive yep. producer. Um. Yes. So the trailer dropped during the uh, last weekend, and as you all know, oh, this is a spoiler if you haven't seen the series that a lot of the mutants broke up and some went with the the cuckoo sisters <laughs> and some didn't yeah and apparently uh grace Briars, she is the new villain she's part of the hillfire club so yeah, I'm, I saw that. I'm excited to see what they do with that because the show was, like I said, it was very good, and it was very unexpected. Um, did you see the trailer? What are your thoughts? I did. I, I liked it, what the new villain's going to do, and Lorna being pregnant and all was interesting to see. 
Um, I'm very curious about the, the inner circle. They keep talking about the inner circle, and I wonder if they're going to bring in some of the people that we know from the inner circle, like Sebastian Shaw, um, Celine, just some something familiar to a degree. Um, Maybe she is Celine. That could be. And, you know, Celine, everybody knows I love Celine. So I would love to see a little bit of that. I'm very curious to see Lauren. I feel like Lauren is going to come around because this baby is going to be something else. And I'm very curious about what this baby is going to be. Uh-huh. Um, those twins is interesting because I think the boy is like, he's like blondish now. So yeah. I wonder what that really means. Because he's kind of, I feel like he's going to go dark. Um, and um, I enjoy the parents. Other people find the parents annoying. But I kind of like you got Vampire Bill and his cute self and um, Amy Eckert. That she she was from the Buffy universe. So I right. like the fact that, you know, it's going to still be it's in, it looks engaging. I think I'm going to I'm going to tune in this year. Um, so I'm about to go and catch up. I'm actually going to go back and catch up on some of the episodes. But it seems like it's going to be very impactful because this new villain, I feel like she's using Lorna and I hope that Oh, definitely. We, we figure out what, what is her end game. And I love the cuckoos because they are they are a joy to read, but just to see them the way they are. And I don't know if y'all saw the ads, but the ads were all over San Diego. And I love the way they did those ads. And so I'm looking forward. I'm actually looking forward to this. I didn't think I was going to ever say that, but I'm looking forward to it. Right. I think they were the best, one of the best villains I had seen in a while. Yeah. And like that scene where they had uh, killed all the guards. Yeah. That was very graphic for it to be on a Fox TV show. Mm-hmm. But I liked it because of it. It was graphic and it needed to be graphic. Yeah. To see the, so, po- yes. to see the ferocity of their power. So, yeah. Exactly. So I'm ready. I'm ready for that uh, <laughs> series to start. I think it starts sometime in September. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Let's see. Um, so I'm looking forward to that, and I think it's gonna be cute. I think it really is. Um, let's let's talk about this James Gunn thing, cause this was also a thing that just was slipped under the not under the table. It was basically just thrown up in our faces. It blew up quick. Um, so James Gunn, as you know, is I think he's the director of many movies, but we know him for um, Guardians of the Galaxy. Uh, apparently over about 10 years ago, he had some tweets that were mostly jokes about pedophilia, like all that stuff like that was jokes. It was, you can look at it and tell it was jokes. But what happened was some conservative groups kind of brought them back up again. The two people who did it, one of them is Jack Puzzles. His last name is weird. And then Mike Krasinovich. Now, Mike Krasinovich is a provocateur. He's also... Um, a very racist, alt-right, conservative. He has videos. You can see it. And they they kept pushing it and pushing it. And then Disney decided, decided to fire James. Um, now, it's interesting because we we know Disney does a thorough screening of anyone. So we know they... We feel like they knew this, um, but they let him go. And it, was, it sent a horrible message because it was saying that these people can just go find some stuff and throw it back at you. In fact, they've been doing that all weekend the neat thing about it is the fact that their credibility is so shot up it's not working as well um for example mike krasinovich he has videos of him using the n-word um talking about rape 
um, and saying that women deserve it. So those videos and tweets are there and they have been put back online as well. So it it, it kind of kills their notion um, of trying to use these as attacks. But it also kind of sends a new message about how Disney does business. So I don't know. How, how did you feel when you saw this news? I was surprised, but not. Well, no, I was disappointed, but not surprised. It was mm-hmm. like another white man that didn't know how to scrub tweets. <laughs> and like, why didn't Disney do any kind of background check? You know, yeah. if we go to a job, we have to do like big ass background checks. So I didn't get that at all. Yeah, I, yeah, and you know it. You know, people. That this was also one of those topics that everybody was on the, all over the place with. Um, I do think they were jokes. I think they were tasteless jokes, and he probably should have thought more thoroughly about that. But I wonder if there's been a conversation about this already. It seemed like there was. I think Disney was under the pressure of, you know, dropping it because they really got a bigger deal. They felt like maybe we need to drop it, drop him, so we not get into something really crazy but i also feel like disney is powerful enough to be like okay well are you gonna quit going to disneyland are you gonna quit watching our stuff no you right. know i mean i'll probably be like well are you gonna quit doing these things can you think about like facebook they still have some of those like alex jones still there and they're like well after you know please the people taking like get rid of him get rid of him they have it I think because Facebook has that notion, like, are you going to quit using Facebook? No. So, you know, it's like they could have put it, they could have, they could have went that same approach. And I get why they did it, but I wish they would have probably thought a little bit more clear about how to handle this. I mean, if it was, they should have did their research, Disney should have. Yeah. And, like, I'm not excusing these kind of jokes. And he said that he was, he's a changed person now. And I don't know. Mm-hmm. You know, that's some foul ass shit to say, and maybe you don't need to be working in that kind of setting. Maybe you need to go to I don't know, like therapy, uh, some kind of I don't know. But you should maybe you shouldn't have gotten that job to begin with in the first place. Yeah. So, I mean, it ain't my job. That's for damn sure. <laughs> yeah. And part of me was like, uh, it's interesting. Um, but, you know, I, you know, who knows how this would, how this will fare out. But I do, I will say that as they're looking for people to direct it, they can look at people like Ava, the like Rees, they can look at um, other people of color who are willing to, you know, jump in there and, you know, save the day. And, Hell, Ryan Coogler, give him something else to do. You know, this is like ask some of them to like help out with this. Um, and so, you know, I, I, the, he, the man's not gonna be hurting. That man got he's he's taken care of well, right? Um, but I do hope, um, I do hope that we don't run into more issues like this. I would like for things to be a little more solid in the sense of how they they handle people, but also handle situations like this. Girl, let's hope so. We'll see. I don't know. What else we got? What else happened that we should be discussing to the public? Let's see. Um, Let's talk about 
did you see any good cosplay? Let's talk about the cosplay. So yes. Particularly the black cosplay. <laughs> yes. So there was a lot of Black Panther cosplay there. There was really neat and everything else. There was um and I didn't see them. There's usually these particular women of color, black women, who will give you a good storm. Sometimes like a Wonder Woman there. I didn't really see them there this year. I can't remember their names. But didn't really see them there. But there was a lot of Black Panther. There was a lot of um Surrey's and there was a lot of Akoyes. Um so that was that was really good too. Um and there was one there was particular um Green Lanterns, so there was a lot of um James Stewart's. There was about two that I saw. Um, and that was about it. I that's what I saw. There. I'm sure there was you mean more. John Stewart. Yeah, James Stewart. <laughs> John Stewart. Like James Stewart, ain't that the? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, it, you know, I saw a lot of that, and it was really neat. Uh, but you know, I didn't really see a lot of black, uh, a lot of black people in cosplay. Just mostly this, just mostly the Black Panther stuff. Um, but what I did see was really good. That's good. I always love some of the cosplay that comes out of that. Yeah. Out of San Diego Comic Con and then um, what else? New York Comic Con. I, yeah. I think because you know I'm trying to get on my my cosplay kick. I got yeah. some ideas in the works, but um, yes, it's very. That is a craft. Yeah. And to do it well and to do it good consistently takes time skill and money now what i did see is a friend of mine um joe um phillips joe phillips did a black path a pink panther version of um oh i can't remember the character's name um the one who you know who had the distinct african <laughs> uh, um, Ubaku? Ubaku? Or was it from Black Panther? Yeah, um, it's um, what's his name? Forrest Whitaker's character. Forrest Whitaker's character. Oh yeah. Um, he was the Pink Panther, and it was <laughs> built just like that. So that was that was like amazing cosplay. Um, but yeah, the cosplay overall was really good. There was a lot of different types that was there. Um, that was Zuri. Uh, Forrest Whitaker's character was okay, Zuri. Zuri. So there was that version of Zuri. Um, there's a lot of good cosplay there. I, I I was impressed that people were able to do that, and it, and it was not really hot. Um, it was very nice. Um, but um, overall, it was um, fun to kind of see people really get into character, and there was um a moment where the um the character from, um Fifth Element um. The, I forgot his name, the, the black... Oh, goodness, names are just falling on my head. Oh, um, what's the, I know who you're talking about. That character was there, but the, but he was hanging out with um, um, Beast Boy, and they were just... It was kind of funny to see those two together uh, making jokes about each other. Um, there was a couple of good Wonder Woman ones, um, and there was... Oh, my God. There was one black guy who was like... I can't even know what the character was, but... He was wearing some yellow tights, and that uh, was very revealing, is all I will say. Very. <laughs> um, and there was um, Momo, that, 
that that Mahana. Um, there was people, who did, yeah, who did like some of the characters from that Disney movie. Uh, it was it was really good. You know, it was really good. No, there was busted Wonder Woman ones that I always I don't look at. There was one I didn't like. She was wearing a thong. Ugh. Of it, and she was. I was like, that's and some high heel boots. That would again. Please, you know, don't take this as like I'm just hating this but it was more of like you know look at wonder woman as wonder woman i'm like when you try to sex it up i was just like okay you cannot do this because <laughs> there's a lot more kids there nowadays i'm like you cannot right you cannot <laughs> let's see what what else do we is that all that we have to talk about as far as san diego comic-con no. um are you going again um, no, we got a few more things. So, um, let's see. Batwoman. So, Batwoman was revealed um, to, to be coming on the CW, um, which is going to be interesting because she will be Jewish and, and lesbian. <laughs> so, that was made, that was something they wanted to make very clear that, you know, she will be on there. And they teased her in a small teaser about the upcoming season. So, we'll see her in November. Ooh. Um, also, um, the Eisners. So the Eisners are kind of the Academy Awards when it comes to comics and, and what have you. And basically was dominated by women of color. Um, for example, Marjorie Liu, who, who writes comics, she wrote one of the, the wedding of North Star and his partner in X-Men, but she's been working on a comic called, um, Monstrous, which is really good. Um, uh, and so, um, I would say, um... So I said that it would be really good to see that um, as well as see what that's going to be about. I mean, to read about that and see what the rest of the series is about. I'm going to rephrase that. Um, also, there was Katie O'Neill, who did um, the Tea Garden Society. Jillian Tanaka, who did Boundless. Um, there were also um, Tanika Stotts. I always say her, her name wrong. She is... Um, creative color who put together the elements a fire anthology of creators of color um, she edited the book and she got an Eisner um, there was just so many women that represented but women of color who represented in that and it gave me hope about how we will enter this comic world um, making sure that we can make things so much better so much you know brighter when it comes to creating comics and stories so that was neat to see that we kind of dominated well women of color kind of dominated the Eisners. Shout out to them. Yes. Because um, the, the Eisner is a very prestigious. It really is. I, I want one one day. <laughs> I would love one of those. Um, also, the leader of um, one of the Voltron's paddlings, Shiro, in the, is going to be gay in the, next, in the new um, Voltron series on Netflix. So this is going to be Voltron Legendary Defenders. Uh-huh. Uh, and so he's real to be gay. Now I haven't watched Voltron. I haven't watched the new series on Netflix. I vaguely remember it, you know, back in the day when it would come on around the same time as like Speed Racer and whatnot. Mm-hmm. Um, but hey, you know, representation—we always yelling for it. Here we go. Yeah. So yeah, it, that's what it is. And I love the fact that we're getting more representation. So um, this is going to be cute. So I thought that was really neat. So I will say that's kind of 
it for our big news that what was happening there. Um, oh, also, I'll throw this out there. It was revealed about the new American Horror Story. It will be called Apocalypse. And I think if you haven't seen the ads, the ads are out. It's going to be based. If you remember the first season, um, one of the characters, she had a baby based on her and the ghost of Tate. <laughs> and so the baby came out somewhat demonic. Um, well, the baby, I think at three or five killed the nanny at the end of that series. So they're going to focus on that kid. And it's going to be kind of the the omen, Rosemary Baby-ish type thing, where it's going to combine the murder house and coven. So the ads are already out if you haven't seen those. I still have not watched Coven. You still haven't watched Coven? Uh, no. I, girl. I don't know why. You need to watch Coven. It goes off the rails, but it's still fun. I have to look. I have to get into it. <laughs> so will I go again? You asked me would I go again. Of course. Yes. I go all the time. Yeah, I will go again. Um, as I told y'all before, y'all do need, if you're going to go, you do need to start saving right now. Um, and kind of making sure um, that you can have enough money to enjoy being there. I had a friend who, had a friend who was there. Now, he went out all the stops, but he only had about $50, $60 from Wednesday to Friday morning. Uh, so... He had to budget how he would eat um, from Wednesday to Thursday night, which is not bad. I actually joined him in this because I didn't want him to feel alone. You can do it. Um, it was funny to see how Subway up their prices, though. So a $5 foot long was ten ninety nine. <laughs> I would have been pissed off. Yes. Somebody would have got their ass cussed out. That was, that was amazing to see. But, um, yeah, it, it, you know, I will go again. I recommend people to go. I took the train. Oh, quick story with the train. I took the train. Um, I didn't know we had one in Burbank. That's literally three miles from me. So I'm like, oh, that's right there. I was going to go to L.A. and take it. Um, so I took it. Um, it's, it was a nice little ride. Um, on my way back, I had, a, I had my own personal seat. And in my train was the lovely Michelle Nichols. The original who are from Star Trek. What? And Lee Merriweather. The original Catwoman. In Wow. And Batman. They were in the same boat. And I was sitting there like, Laura. And I tweeted this. I said, I am in the train with legends. Uh, also, I think it was a couple of guys from the, the Star Trek show. I didn't know who they were. But I knew who Nichelle was. Um, and they had a seat opened. Um, and this white woman tried to sit right next to her. I was like, um, I'll, and I looked over there and I think, um, Nichelle's agent saw me look at the woman. She made a face like, you know, I was like, I know. I was like, how? This woman was like, excuse me, can I sit? I was like, how you gonna ask Nichelle Nichols, can you sit? Like, do you know who she is? I almost got up and said, y'all, um, no, you're not gonna disrespect her. She does not want you sitting next to her, but they were nice. not on my watch. But they were nice. They let her sit there. But I was like, no. I would have been like, do you know who this woman is? This is a legend. 
sit your ass on the floor. But <laughs> that's what that would have been me. Like, no, you sit your ass on the floor. You cannot have my seat, but you can sit on the floor. Now, if Michelle came in and she didn't have a seat, I would have gave her my seat because that is a legend. But I would not have gave, given my seat to this white woman. I would have been like, girl, you can sit on the floor because you were late. I got on. I've been in this line for over an hour and a half. And so, yeah. So getting on the train, see, here's here's the thing about the train. The train was late. It was delayed. So we were in line for about an hour and a half. Now, if y'all saw the clip of the three women dancing, they were representing the three versions of Eleven from Stranger Things. I didn't see. Oh, I saw that. I was like, what the fuck are they doing? They, they were doing that for about 20, 30 minutes. Like, if y'all don't sit y'all ass And that's down. what, and that's. That's why I filmed it. I was like, they sitting out here, and I'm trying not to giggle because one of them could not keep up, and one of them was taken seriously. And somebody said, "Girl, don't make your wig fall off." And I was like, you know what? We can't. We can't be out here right now. So we just can't. Be out here. <laughs> uh, <laughs> but yeah, they were out there doing that. But that was that was a beautiful thing to ride back on the bus with legends. Oh, you fancy. You too. You too fancy for me. <laughs> Alright, but I guess that's it. Oh, wow. Yeah, just under an hour. So, that does bring it into our show. You can find us on Twitter and Mechachine Pod. I'm at Porter Pizzazz. Victor's at Wonderman 5. You can like, rate, subscribe to the podcast on iTunes, SoundCloud, Google Play, Stitcher. Visit our website at MechachinePod.com. We're also on Facebook and Instagram at Mechachine Pod. Uh, what else? Do we have anything else before we get up out of here? No, um, again, you know, um, hopefully those who want to come and kind of had a good time and I hope y'all got to see some of the pictures and things. And as I said before, figure out a way, but try to come down and experience it for yourself. <sighs> I know that was a little dig at me, but yes, I'm going to try. It wasn't <laughs> a dig at you. Well, I already told you. This is what I me for everybody else. <laughs> Yeah, I need to. I need to get my life right and win the lotto. Yeah. <laughs> but yes. Yes. Well, until next time, y'all. All right. Bye. Bye.